You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Sorry, Dick and Skippy in the mornings. We still got that transition period with our with our name brand. It's like going from Coke to yeah. New Coke to Way Classic to go. Coke. Way to go. Way to go. We're just pissing off everybody. Can we start again? Yeah, sure. Okay. Go. Good morning and welcome to Dick and Skippy in the mornings here on a rainy Monday morning here in downtown Conroe. I'm the aforementioned Skippy. With me as always is Dick. What's up? The, the other dynamic duo. Yeah. Okay, kill that music. Kill it so we don't we don't get busted. No, I'm just making sure everything is working this morning. Cool, yeah. We could have also played Rainy Days and Mondays by the Carpenters. Okay, well I'll change it up then. There you go, because it definitely is a rainy day. Lots of lots of storming going on. Thank thankfully I've got power. That's true. It rained for what a good seven hours over here. Yeah, it uh, it it was wet throughout the night. My deaf dog apparently is. We couldn't hear it, so the thunder didn't mess with him so much, but I think the change in pressure did, so he's just kind of quivering and trying to get under the covers. Yeah, well, I was I was writing down the different types of thunder and lightning just so, so I could try to go to bed, and my favorite part of lightning is the lightning strikes that shake the entire house. Oh, like, yeah. And those, those are my favorite. Alarm. Those are my favorite. Yeah. That's the one that sets off the car alarm down the street, and you got to make sure it's not yours. Yeah. Yeah. I love a good uh, rain, and... I got to say my post Harvey flooding PTSD is, is pretty much down to manageable levels. Uh, you know, as I was leaving, I looked at the culvert and nothing was backed up. So uh, my brain is finally accepting the fact that just because it storms doesn't mean I'm going to flood necessarily. Yep. So, yes. yeah. Well, speaking of weather, let's do a little weather update just to let people know in the Montgomery County area what we're expecting really today when it comes to the rain and things like that. It's pretty much going to rain off and on throughout the day into tomorrow. And then tomorrow's forecast, they expect uh, more rain, but not as much, about, around 20% average throughout the day. The highs can be around 90, the lows can be around 70E over there. There so, you go. So I give concur. Y'all heads up. Let's give you all a heads up. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, you're listening to Dig and Skippy in the mornings here on Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget, we do have a text and call line. 936-228-9368. Which is uh, Zen Bat Went. If you want to go that way, you sure. Uh, also today, our special guest at 10 o'clock will be Quinn Investigation and Process Service. So we're going to have them on the phone talking about that. So if you're interested in uh, investigating people, this going to be a cool interview. Because uh, what do you think if we hired a PI to follow each other? <laughs> I would love that. So I think if we and we do the report on the air, like this is what he does. 
Okay, as soon as we like, you know, get money in our bank accounts, yeah, and and we have some some bucks to 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 blow on this, absolutely, I think that would be great. Or <laughs> you could we could hire two private eyes to follow each other. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and do we have to come out with a backstory though? Do we have to say something along the lines of like, oh, this guy's cheating on me. I want you to follow him. He's obsessed with me, and like he won't stop. Like you know, basically harassing me and then we paid the first guy to follow me i love that idea that i think that would work i do believe that our afternoon host uh rick the reluctant cowboy i believe he got his license to be a process a, server a process right? server yeah so what, do, what qualifications do you have to have like self-defense classes or something in case they start attacking i don't you think so start- i think you just had to need to go through a certification process and a background check um and that's pretty it's like comparable to being a notary public where you don't have to, you know, give blood to get the gig. Yeah. But you just got to make sure you follow, you, you hit certain parameters. But it's I, like you know, serving, say, serving like, somebody is literally just giving them a letter, right? Yeah, but ensuring that they get it. Their their one job is to make sure that that person has the document in their hand. Okay. I don't think you can assault them or you know not cold cock them and while they're unconscious, shove it in their pocket. Uh, but you have to be above reproach on it. Uh, in the eyes of the Because if I remember correctly, in the movies, it's always you identify yourself. Nope. So that's, that's the joke, where it's like the processor tricks you in identifying yourself, and you're like, yeah, I'm Sean. There. There you go. You've been served. That's pretty much what what, what it takes. In fact, uh, one time I was actually served uh, with... with uh, oh, you've been served? Oh, yeah, I've been served. Oh, hey, yeah, like every other, uh, every other year. <laughs> totally normal. No, it was once, but it was funny because uh, it, it was during a divorce, and and someone knocked on my door, and it was this lovely lady, sweet, you know, gal. She, she She's did a like, roof. Are you, are you Sean Thompson? I'm like, yes. Yeah. She's like, I'm, I'm here to serve you with papers. And I looked at her and I said, do I have to take them? She's like, well, you do. And I, I wasn't being difficult, but I was like, can I, can I just shut the door? She's like, well, yeah, I have to make a note of it, but you will have to get, take them sooner or later. And it actually will weigh on oh, yeah. the case. So, you know, I said, okay, I, you know, not being difficult, just curious. I'm always looking for like the narrative possibilities uh, like one time I was writing a movie and I wanted a uh, contract, a scene for the, this guy to be signing a contract, but he doesn't have a pen that works and his kid's with him and his kid gives him a, a crayon. And I had to make sure that you could legally sign a legal document in crayon. Crown, yeah. and, and you can, but it was just... It's, Do you it's, sign blood? That does count as indelible, so yes. It, it would count as red ink. Interesting, Okay. But yeah, so you work. can sign a legal document with a purple crayon. I found out. Okay, so we're gonna learn more about the processing and also. I want to ask them why uh, they have a dollar on their clipboard always. Have you noticed that? There's always a dollar bill clipped on their clipboard. I don't know if that's their retainer from the court or if it's to pay for their parking. I have no idea, but I always see a process server with like a single dollar bill clipped on their clipboard. Okay. Oh, you mean like when they're just walking around town? Oh, yeah, when they're, you know, if they're, oh, I've been in positions before, like job positions where I've had to deal with process servers, meaning okay. they're there to deliver papers on someone else. And I just happen to notice that that just seems to be a thing. Yeah, we'll find out. That's yeah. A, that's a 10 and if we have a listener listening and who knows, don't, don't, don't blow the surprise unless you've already typed it in. Let, let's let the experts handle this one. But what else is going on, man? 
Well, I did my uh, detective show gig on Saturday night, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, good, rowdy audience. Uh, they tipped well. A lot of fun. Uh, but leaving, you know, this is the downtown. It used to be called the Doubletree, but they just changed the name. It's like the C. Bradford Collection. At some funky name. I thought it was a boutique. And when we left, it was pretty much right off the Pride Parade route. At the oh, time, yeah, that the Pride yeah. Parade was in full swing, so it took me about uh, took me about an hour and a half to get home. But the first hour was getting out of the hotel, the the horseshoe driveway from valet parking. It was uh, not the people so much. It was poor city planning. I'm going to write a harshly worded letter to Mayor Sylvester Turner that the, the the streets were blocked off. That the only way you'd be able to go is turn right on the next block. So naturally, people were in the right hand lane. But what they did is they parked a whole bunch of garbage trucks in the right-hand lane just before the turn. So people would have to get out of that, merge over to the left. And, of course, people on the left aren't going to let people over. It was just – and there was a Sounds single like cop. Houston traffic. Yeah, there was a single cop so. who was very ineffective. So other than that, uh, that was Saturday. Yesterday got some work done, and my mom cooked Mrs. Skippy and myself a, a lovely dinner. We went to go have dinner with her. And then we just kind of – Chilled out last night as the uh, storms did their thing. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be raining pretty much. Yeah. What about you? What did you do? Just uh, We did our Father's Day uh, birthday yesterday, so I smoked that's, a bunch of meat. That's right. And then, uh, yeah, that's about it. And a bowl. And so stuff, you smoked so. it, but I don't seem to see any in the we studio. We ate it all. Everyone took to-go bags but me. We're going to have to reevaluate our relationship. I can show you a picture of it. Okay. We'll do that. That'll work. We'll do that. Well, you know, I want to tell people, I know you're involved with something going on this weekend, and I want to let people know on Saturday, you're holding auditions. That's right. I have the so, honor of directing Macbeth for the Woodlands Arts in the Park, Shakespeare in the Park Festival. Part which, two. Well, they do it twice a year, and uh, either spring or summer. It's uh, just Arts in the Park, and then yeah. the other time they do Shakespeare in the Park. It's happened September 14th at the Rob Fleming Park Pavilion. My version of Macbeth is going to be kind of in-your-face, uh, post-nuclear future. Okay. Because there's a, a good friend of mine, Jonathan Minshew, who is directing the same play, Macbeth, for, but for the Tom Ball Shakespeare Festival in October. So, And he's going to have auditions around the same time. So we're letting people... And his version will be very traditional, you know, 12th century. So we're making sure uh, nobody gets confused. In fact, he's going to sit in on my auditions and try to poach some of the uh, actors auditioning for me. And then also in July, and I'm very excited about this, uh, Lone Star College is doing a version of Macbeth called at Macbeth, you know, the little at symbol like Twitter. And it's a like a social media interactive version that's being put on stage. I have no idea what to expect, but it sounds fascinating. And Shakespeare is just one of those playwrights that you can do whatever jack, you want yeah with. pretty much do whatever you want with it okay so i'm uh, i'm gonna check that one out so we that's got cool. three macbeths happening so that's this this saturday, saturday. 12 to f- okay when so you go down there where is it at it's at the bear branch recreation center right there on research forest near yeah when, when you go to that then you can go to the woodlands <coughs> margarita festival uh, they seem to be having at Town green park that day nice yeah so come audition for so. me or go to the you know go early to the margarita festival get liquored up and come give me one heck of an audition and i'm not saying if you bring me a margarita you got a greater chance of getting cast in my show i'm just gonna say a just might lead to b yeah yeah cool are you gonna come audition for me no why not 
ain't got time for that. Ah, uh, you should have time for your skippy. So, no, I'm doing the bowling alley, dude. How's that coming along? It's coming fun. It's a great place. They have a lot of pe- a lot of families there on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of fun having that chaos. And one thing I realized is everyone is either a size eight, everyone. A shoe. A shoe. <laughs> and then everyone wants to bowl with a, a seven-pound bowling ball, which is like the smallest one they have. And we ran out of all those. That so really sounds quickly. like me, too. <laughs> so it was pretty funny trying to figure out, like, substitutions. Like, oh, you know, my child can't lift a 10-pound ball. Mm. How about two three-and-a-half-pound balls? And you can just no, throw them That down. won't do anything. Oh, that's no fun. But, uh, yeah, I encourage people to come out, and uh, I'll be there tomorrow. And this is so, 300, 300 bowl, bowl, right? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I want to do some kind of either a poster or a video for this bowling alley. I'm going to talk to them and see if they'll hire me to, to have it based on the, the 300 movie. Yeah. You know, this is Conroe! Well, they need, like, they, what we could do is we could film the whole scene at your house in the driveway. And then we kick you into the driveway. Oh, and the, the, the big gaping yeah, hole. Yeah, the big gaping <laughs> hole. That would work. Yeah, I, I was going to start working then on could, that, Then you too. could tell the HOA you're part of a film production, so it's going to be a delay on the uh, film because you're, it, you're being paid to use it. Well, I could use it as, uh, you know, publicity shots for my upcoming post-apocalyptic Macbeth, I guess. Yeah. Do close-ups of my driveway. That's but yeah, I was going to work on that this weekend. Honestly, I was. If HOA is oh, whatever. listening... I promise you I was, but the the, the rain's sure just you were. gotten my way. Well, you know, uh, speaking of stuff that's coming up, I want to give everyone kind of heads up what's happening with our show this week because it is Monday, and we have a mm-hmm. lot of events and a lot of people coming in. Remind so, people that we're on Mondays, Wednesdays, Mondays, and Fridays. Wednesdays, and Fridays, starting at 9 o'clock on our YouTube Live, Facebook Live, and Lone Star Community Radio, of course. Uh, what's really interesting, I'm, I'm excited about this coming up. Uh, we're going to be talking about a music video that is being shot here in Conroe, and I'm going to share it real quick. Jody Booth, who is a uh, country singer and kind of like a honky tonk country singer, just give you kind of ideas of his tune. Mm-hmm. He's filming uh, his music video here in uh, around Conroe at Marshall's Tavern. So it's going to be an interesting deal. They're going to come in. Are they on, asking for people to show up for the I, video? I I think we're going to get learn a little bit about it. I think what they're going to do is they're uh, if I had imagined what they're going to do, they're going to put on a concert. Mm-hmm. And then you get to be part of like the concert, and it's a live. Well, have you what they'll do? What they'll have to do in shooting if it's a concert-looking video, it's they will lip sync and lip or. or no, I think play. it's I think it's a full concert. I think they're because I'm reading the details, and I'll put it in the other details for everyone else. But they're going to come in. Now, um, if it's a concert video, like. You know, the Talking Heads one or something. That's one thing. But if yeah, I think it's going to be similar to that. Oh, okay. Otherwise... Because you got to pay money to be there. Ah. So they're not paying you, you to be there. Okay. Then it's not your typical so. where you try to get an audience in and then you no. just lip sync and fake play to the pre-recorded like 30 times while they get different angles. I was actually in a music video once, but I ended up at... You just see my elbow. I mean, I can see you really holding on to that too. Hey, man, at least I was, you know, so. I was in one more music video than you were, my young friend. True. But that's going to be on Wednesday, folks. So Jody Booth. Jody Booth's going to uh, come uh, and tell us will be in the studio. I think I know the his PR person's going to be here, which I think she's just trying to get people to come in and be be part of the audience and stuff like that. Uh, but hopefully Jody will be able to. Because yeah, artists, be cool. even, you know, artists' schedules, if it's before 10 a.m., <laughs> they ain't right. doing anything. And I'm then one of the very lucky few. even after 10 a.m., I'm one of the very few theater people in the world or, or artists in the world that, you know, wake up early. Yeah. 
Fair enough. And then I also want to let people know uh, another thing event happening on Friday is our friend Jay Stittleberg is doing a um, a speaker series with the Democratic Party here in Montgomery County. Really? Hosted over there on the Fraser Street. So if you want to hear Jay speak, uh, it's for, it's available to the public, and you can check it out. If I may, whether you're Republican, Democrat, Green, Independent, Coffee Party. Coffee he, Party? What's that all about? Uh, I actually looked into that because I thought, you know, because of the Tea Party, it's like, you know, I, I'm looking for a party that I could, like, run on. And there is actually a coffee party, which yeah, ch- just check it out. Just Google coffee. I think you party. would do like concrete party. <laughs> that way, you know you can run on it. Hey, I got that. Pave the pavement party. Pavement party. All right, but I am fueled by coffee, so there's that. But um, Jay is smart and he's engaging and he's passionate, and so I don't care what party you're with and a politician. Uh, or someone running for office. So I don't, I don't even know if this is like an announcement for running, if he's giving a talk. Okay. He's just very engaging. Oh, great. So I would, no matter what your party affiliation is, I, I would check it out and don't be a poopy head about it. You know, don't go to someone else's speech and Well, people, I, that doesn't surprise me people would behave that way here in Montgomery County. I hope they wouldn't. You know, it's, uh, I'd like to think. We're we're growing beyond that. I, I don't. Well, we're, we're led we're by example, and you know the bigger uh, bigger governments are kind of a, a joke. So of course mm-hmm. we're going to be a joke too. And I did notice that uh, who was our uh, candidate, presidential candidate? It was in a few weeks ago. Bebe something. Pepe. 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 That's Pepe. it. Yeah, he, he's been posting too. I think he's doing a couple of uh, of Facebook videos. So the political wheels are already turning here in Montgomery County, my friend. And, yeah. November is going to be. Pretty close. Well, one thing that's interesting, and I, I'm going to ask you this because I was, you know, reading some of the the new things people are talking about. You know, people are still talking about concentration camps and everything, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, do you see the the messages these politician leaders are saying, or do you think they're as drastic as like other politicians? No, or they're I- all kind of the same ballpark. It's just that wow factor. Like, well, for example, like that Andrew Yang character, his big deal is his, quote, freedom dividend, which is mm-hmm. universal basic income. So that's what he, that's his shock factor. And then I know there's another one talking about, I think uh, Bernie Sanders today talked about uh, getting rid of the student debt, all mm-hmm. of it. And so uh, back in the Can past. Can I get rid of my, you know what, the if past, they get rid of my mortgage too, I'll listen to it. Well, them. in the past, has there anyone ha- had drastic things like that? Or is this the first time you're, you're seeing an actual, like, hey, let's get some really crazy ideas out there. And no, we'll, a, well, actually, you know, throughout history, you have the New Deal, you have JFK, who had the audacity that said, by the end of this decade, we're, we're, we'll be on the moon. And that's, uh, at that time, that's like saying, I'm going to put all the garbage on the planet in hefty bags and blast it into the sun. Yeah. Uh, which I'm sure there have been actual campaigns run on that. You know, there's always been hyperbole and dirty politics played but and back in the day the newspapers were horrendously i don't want to say partisan but the newspaper fell under the direction of he who owned it and i do say he not he or she like the hearst papers you know they wanted certain politicians in so every paper backed that person or or dogs the other nowadays I believe the media has had a firm hand in encouraging that the squeaky wheel gets the the squeak yeah the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Meaning, if you want a headline, you got to come up with something outrageous. 
Oh, for sure. And, and there's a lot of opportunity. I wish I could be a headline writer today. Right. And I've of had course, so much fun. Trump is the master of that. You know, he's the squeakiest wheel on the planet right now, and which he gets to ensure that he's the central news cycle every day. I'm not a fan of that. I don't think the president should be in the because I also complained about that with the previous well, administration. Well, I think the president's not supposed to be in the headlines every day. Yeah, but I also think happen. I also think that I don't think it's him single-handedly doing it. I think a lot of people pay attention to him. Oh, they they do. So, he, it, every little it thing. It gets what works for he he found what works for him and with his psychological profile uh, uh he that's his best way to feed the ego. I, I'm not trying to to smack talk on either side. That works for him. I don't believe a president should be in the news every day. Okay. It, it's, it's, you got to be too busy running the country, not tweeting every day, not getting down and dirty. Yeah, um, but it's impossible in today's world to not pay attention to important things. That's right. Well, there's important things, absolutely, but Reagan did amazingly important things. Yeah, but there wasn't social media he, when Reagan was around. And But just because there's social media doesn't mean there's media and there's social media. Yeah. I think they're the, more than the same today. Mm-hmm. You can have. I so mean, when you have people reporting all based off of a tweet, like then, yeah, it's the same. But that's what I'm saying. Your source uh, a news, is a tweet. A news source, exactly. And a news outlet shouldn't use tweets or Twitter people or influencers as their sources. And that's where we've kind of had a had a breakdown on that. In my humble opinion, once upon a time, you're supposed to have two independently verifiable sources, so forth and so on. Now we've seen it. You know. Uh, MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, all of them will grab somebody's tweet and make it their, their headline. Yeah, is that, wasn't that the Covington kid? That's why mm-hmm. he gets to sue them now because yep. they grabbed one of those tweets. Exactly. And they used that as the source, and then it was like, no, we didn't upload the whole video. And uh-oh. Well, they, the, the suit is coming from that they had the whole video yeah. and they held it for a while. Oh, it doesn't surprise me. They know it's got to sell. Yeah, I, I always wanted to see that. Always wanted to see the numbers, though, of what what are they selling in a sense of money being transferred back to CNN and them? Like, how much money is it really? Like, if we if we take this headline and drastically change it, our goal is ten thousand clicks. Oh, good question. Like, I wonder how many clicks they really need to get that. Because that's one thing. I mean, the, the greatest example that I felt that the ways media is trying to capitalize on everything is Cron.com and HoustonChronicle.com. Is they're completely separate. Mm-hmm. They're separate layouts, separate editors. And so it's kind of amazing to me to see that it's the same newspaper or media, and but they're doing two different types of messages. And that to me, I was like, okay, that's kind of stu- that's stupid that they actually made a decision to change and add another website called cron.com. Like to me, that just t- tells me what their intentions are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you always have that. Now, what they need to do is they need to make one of those uh, feel-good movies where the main character is working at a newspaper but he gets assigned or she gets assigned that that role of cron.com and she's like oh i don't want to work for cron.com i want to work for houstonchronicle.com big buzzfeed's different from buzzfeed news dude and that's the whole movie i think they they make a feel-good movie the the feel-good movie of the summer in turn two with robert de niro (laughs) but if you uh, to, to kind of round off the, the original question, uh, you can name Congress people off the top of your head, like AOC, Alexandria Casey cortez okay. and um, Omar, 
uh, I keep on mispronouncing her first name, Ilana, I think, but Omar. Uh, they are in the news every day. They are two freshmen. Congress well, no, there's just like what people. we're talking about, like with the media You'd think today. That, but they are leading the, the whole Democrat. They're in the news every single day. Now, there are 400 and some odd Congress people. Yeah. No one else can name anyone beyond maybe their own, like a Kevin Brady or whomever, mm-hmm. and AOC and Omar and maybe two others. That's it. Because they're squawking every day. Uh, every day when Twitter sends me a uh, an update, top of the one, AOC retweeted this, and I'm just, I, I'm not a fan, and I keep on, I don't follow her, but Twitter still sees fit to make her yeah. the top of the head. So th- they pick and choose their darlings. Now, of course, that could always turn around and bite you really quick. You know, if the media loves you and you do something wrong, they can turn around and hate you just like that. I even give you the current president, back before he was president, the Everyone just wanted to get him on. He was actually the subject of a uh, Comedy Central roast. I was doing research on, you know, the the roast that they do for Comedy Central. And a few years ago, he actually was the subject of it. So, you know, you only want to have fun with those people. But the second he became president, media, well, not the second, but media turned. Yeah. That could happen with others, too. Okay. Well, I mean, I... I think it's going to be that's the vicious cycle today, and that's the way it's going to be from now on when it comes to people paying attention. Because you can argue Twitter's like, hey, we're just responding to what people are looking at, and that's what people are looking at, and that's why we report it to you because the majority of our users are looking at. I agree, XXX. but I don't think from now on everything's a cycle. Once upon a time, AOL was the thing. No, nothing was going to, they were saying no movie could ever beat Tron for special effects. Yeah. So there's, we're always in flux. Well, uh, Dick and Skippy in the morning is going to take a break, and okay. we'll be back. We're going to hear a message from our sponsors, which is Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, yeah. Bean Punk Coffee, yeah. and C3. Creative content creations. Thank you. Woo-hoo. We'll be back. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Are you one of those who feel that life is short to drink bad coffee. Then come to Beanpoint Coffee. Beanpoint Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com to see our complete list of special events. What is homelessness? Have you seen parents struggle to find a job without having transportation or childcare? What about the children sleeping in cars with nothing to eat? Families shouldn't have to struggle to survive and children should not be homeless. 
Family Promise of Montgomery County serves the needs of homeless families and their children. Learn about ways you can help and learn about partnership opportunities at www.familypromiseofmc.org or call our day center at 936-441-8778. This is Rick TRC. Every Tuesday on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star from 3 to 7, I play back-to-back classic rock hits. That's right. I like to call it a two for Tuesday or a three for whatever it is you'd like. Call the request line, 936-647-3776. Or message me on Facebook, Afternoons with Lone Star. Make a music request. That's right. You can do it. Here's what else. Go over to our website, IRLoneStar.com. Get the app on your phone. It's easy. You'll like it. Have a legal question? Are you a resident of Montgomery County? Call 281-645-6344 to talk to a volunteer attorney from the Woodlands Bar Association. We answer the phones on the first Monday of every month at 281-645-6344 from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. to provide general legal information and information about legal resources to Montgomery County residents. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Hey, welcome back to Dick and Skippy in the morning. Sign 36 on the dot on Monday. It's uh, still a little cooler outside than normal, but the heat's going to come, make it oh so muggy. But we've got some drizzle. The rains are going to come and go. And, uh, yeah. Welcome back. We're going to be here <laughs> for another 20 minutes until our new guest coming in uh, will be on the air with us. If you don't know who that will be, it will be Quinn Investigation and Process Services, a local business here in Montgomery County. Uh, so uh, it's going to be interesting. If you have questions for them, feel free to comment and things like that on our Facebook feed and also our YouTube live feed for Quinn Investigations and Process Services at 10 o'clock. Cool. So we want to give another update on the fiasco of James Bond 25. <laughs> uh Apparently, someone found cameras in the toilet room. Yes, a man was arrested because uh, apparently he set up some cameras in the ladies' restrooms at Pinewood Studios. And, and that's a famous studio. Oh, yeah. That is like the major. Is that Lawrence? Pinewood, and, Pinewood and Elstree, I think, are the two main. Who, own, who owns Pinewood? Is that Lawrence Olivier? Is, is Lawrence Olivier? Right? Uh, Olivier, sorry. Fancy name. I had no idea. I should look into that. Okay. But yeah, between that and apparently the director. Of it, whose name is I'm going to mess up his name, Carrie. Very foreign name. 
Fukunaga. Very foreign name. Uh, apparently, he's been accused by Uh-oh. leaks from the uh, le- leaks from the set that they. He's a cameraman. No, but they're they're delaying. There are many delays because he is addicted to his PS4, and he will leave them waiting for hours while he plays on his PS4, which is PlayStation Four. Why just get a Nintendo Switch where you could take it with him? That's my thought. And now he's he kind of gave a response that very carefully worded. And he's like, well, I've been stuck on level 63, so I think that just shows how often I play it. If I haven't even gotten me on level or 63% um, for months. Um, but he didn't actually say, no, I don't. So th- this James Bond 25 is so cursed, I think they should just stop production and start working on James Bond 26. I think it will be all right. You think so? Yeah. But I'll, I won't I mean, do be the, able to help do, but do, watch does it. Does the average movie viewer really pay attention to this crap? Well, yeah. If they're tro- if Besides there's the whole camera backstage, thing, the camera thing's kind of kind of a bad bad direction to go into when you're trying to. Right now, that won't shouldn't affect the quality of the writing or the script or the acting. That being said, when you get more reports of turmoil backstage, or if you know that something's going on, if you read the you know, variety, well, what's strange to me, you can't help but watch it. Is you have that we, we were talking about the last fiasco they had was they had to delay filming because of Daniel Craig's accident, mm-hmm. and then that in turn pushed production back and then you had the main villain who's the guy who was in bohemian rhapsody he's like oh i've already signed to another movie so i can't be there for the shooting so i need to shoot my scenes now mm-hmm. and i'm thinking well if you're going to sign on to a james bond film i think there should be some type of like understanding <coughs> now, well there's no, no I, know it's in your contract. I, know it, I know it's the industry thing yeah so. it's in your contract you say this will be between these dates and this time uh and same reason why uh what's his name the guy plays superman henry Cavill. Cavill. Uh, Cavill. He was in the next movie, and he had to shave his... Mu- uh, he had a mustache in the next movie, and they had to reshoot some scenes for Superman, so they had to... He, contractually, he couldn't shave his mustache, so they had to digitally uh, remove it. He looks so weird, too. There are, you know, many many a time where uh, your suppo- uh, development hell will happen or a movie gets held up in development... In fact, you know that murder mystery on Netflix that we were talking about mm-hmm. last week? Uh, other people, like 10 years ago, were supposed to be involved with it. Like Charlize Theron was supposed to be the main character. But it got held up in pre-production. She had to leave, so she just ended up being a, an executive producer. But it was going to be a different cast altogether. And that happens a lot. Yeah, but you can't really say that about an Adam Sandler movie because it really wasn't his movie until he signed on. If that right. makes sense. Like, he has that certain style of a movie. And that could have so. even changed the whole flavor of it. So have you proposed The Crying Game slash Predator slash Murder Mystery? I'm working on it. Script yet? I'm working on it. I'm telling you. I gotta have flesh, I've got to flesh it out. Hit. You, gotta, you hit all the right buttons socially in the current <laughs> climate. It'd be good. And plus you have aliens in it, so everyone likes that. Right? <laughs> Indeed. But yeah, uh, Bond 25... When I watch it, for I will watch it, I, you can't help but know. It's like when you watch the TV shows where you hear off screen they really hate each other. Yeah. Like Moonlighting back in the 80s. Or what was the one that my wife loves? Castle with uh, um, Nathan Fillion and some okay. lady. It was, you know, word from back behind the scenes was they hated each other. But there's, they play love interest. So you're watching it. To see if you can see any signs of uh, them bringing it on you, the though. screen. That's not the average moviegoer. Yeah. 
a showgoer. Yeah. I'll I mean, take that. I don't I don't think people really care about especially with James Bond. James Bond sounds like, oh, just tell me when it comes out. That's all they care about. James Bond to me with the Daniel Craig movies have fallen under the Star Trek movie curse, which is every other one rocks and every other one sucks. Or when they announced who the Bond girl is, that's when people care. Because I remember sure. that being a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, can you believe these are the... And especially who they chose to sing the first song, the opening song. Yep. That's always a big deal, too. That's a big deal. I remember when Live and Let Die came out, and the story behind that was Broccoli, who was the producer, Albert Broccoli, had asked Paul McCartney to write the next Bond song, you know, Live and Let Die. So McCartney did, and then he and Wings recorded it and gave it to Broccoli. <clears throat> Broccoli said, oh, no, we only have women singing our songs, you know, we just needed you to write it. And McCarty says, it's mine. You know, either I sing it or no one does. And so they negotiated. And that's why in the middle of the movie, James Bond is in this, this restaurant and some woman is singing the theme song. So they said, okay, you can do the main theme, but we have to have a woman singing it somewhere in the movie. Now no one cares. We've had Duran Duran and AHA. Uh, who, what other non-females have, have sung? Madonna is close to that category nowadays. She's more plastic than human. Uh, I like mean, honestly, Anakin I don't really know. I, that's a that's one of those trivia questions that the, the hardcore Bond people know. All the singers and whoever wrote and did all that Shirley stuff. Shirley Bassey. So, I mean, I know. Who else? We had a, the, who was the most recent one? Who did uh, Spectre? I don't know because I hated Spectre. Oh. I'm telling you, it was... Uh, Casino Royale and um, Skyfall were awesome, and Quantum of Solace and Spectre sucked. So I really, I, I've kind of flushed them from my memory. Okay. Well, then maybe you should uh, watch where you're flushing because there's a camera. And <laughs> well, it was in the ladies' rooms, and I can't go into ladies' rooms anymore. They're so, restraining orders. Yeah, that's pretty funny, actually. But I also want to tell you another funny story. Speaking of restrooms, uh, apparently uh, the city of Melrose. And I think... Uh, like Melrose Place, Melrose? Yeah. Okay. Uh, there was a, a sewage blocking, and all the toilets on the street blew up. <laughs> so I mean, no! They found... Uh, the, the stories reported that everyone came outside at the same time. And we're like, hey, you having problems? Everyone's having problems. And uh, everyone's got poop everywhere. Well, one thing I learned, though, reading this article, is a lot of homeowners insurance doesn't cover that. Really? Yeah. Well, I do know... Um, with flooding, that one thing that can make a relatively small problem to a huge one is if the water gets up to toilet level, it back, I don't know the phrasing, but it back washes or back floods everything from the sewage. Yeah, that's what happened. It wasn't like the individual toilet. It was like the whole system Mm -hmm. went through the people's houses. Well, with all the rains coming, here's an important safety tip. Uh, Can you imagine the... The suspense in your house, like, do you smell that? Yeah. What's going on? Just blame it on the dog. But if it looks like your house is going to flood, if you do nothing else before you leave, turn off the water to your toilets. You know, the little behind the toilet, those little faucet things. Turn those off. And that'll keep your sewage from regurgitating out. Yeah. Thank you for that uh, yeah, this input. Import, important uh, PSA brought that. to you by Flooded Skippy. <laughs> but yeah, locally, I was trying to see what anything was going on, and really, there isn't a lot. There's still uh, like Montgomery ISD's doing uh, their budget. Everyone's proposing their budgets this time of year, but again, that stuff I don't know, so we need an expert on those. So 
Are you going to be my expert on it? Yeah. Okay. Well, then read up about Montgomery ISD's proposed budget because they just opened up that crazy school that has like a two football length field of driveway trying to get there. I don't know if you've seen that. No, it's I pretty. Seen it's that. pretty drastic. Oh, and dear. I think I, I even think uh, it's the only entrance. Great. I'm pretty sure that's the only. If I'm wrong, if I'm mistaken about the new Montgomery High School, there's only one entrance to the actual campus. So when there's a uh, an evacuation or vice versa, trying to get there, you're probably gonna end up in a gridlock right there. Yep. So this is a story that kind of caught my eye because when I first read it last week or a few over the weekend, I thought this is gonna turn out to be one of those bogus stories. A woman claimed that she woke up on a on this airplane, this jet, and it was in the hangar, pitch black, no power. She like fallen asleep and was left behind on it. And I'm reading that thinking, okay, this is someone anxious for attention. The, 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 that just can't happen. How can you do that? Apparently, there's an update, and this so far looks like this did happen. A woman on an Air Canada flight, you know, in, uh, uh, I think, Ontario, landed she was asleep they disembarked everybody put it in the hangar turned off the lights and everything and she woke up hours later on this plane now think about it there's no power her phone wouldn't work uh there was no way to well how often do they park uh airplanes well, every airplane at the end of the day gets so she like hypothetically would only be in there for twelve hours yeah probably. But still, just think about it, you're on an airplane where no power, so there's no lights. Yeah. Oh no, I get, I get, I get the scenario. Find a flashlight. She finally figured out how to open a door, but of course it's a huge drop. So she finally was able to flag down someone in a, a luggage cart. But that's just weird. Oh yeah. And I was looking at that. It doesn't happen a lot, but it happens. Well, I can, I can, I can imagine being the security going like hey she don't let her leave the, she's not telling the truth we have to investigate this just because of how many protocols were breached yeah and well then you're like they'll be looking into it and, and again i just thought it was so outrageous she take an ambient no oh, to, to fall asleep yeah is that what happened uh, i mean i don't know how i don't report. know how you're not woken up by a commotion you know, people get off airplane want to get off that airplane. Off the air, I'll tell you how I inadvertently caused an aborted takeoff of a of a Southwest Airlines flight. Oh, I can't say it on the it's air. It's a story that is not for public yeah. consumption. Well, I mean, everyone's really tense on airplanes, like especially when you're loading and unloading. Mm -hmm. And what, what's the protocol? There's even a, a nice study I was I looked at online. This guy made a video about for some reason how to properly exit how airplanes should be working how uh loading and unloading is how they do it more efficiently basically mm -hmm. it's like a 20 minute video about the different styles especially when uh what air like different types of airlines do different types of methods about loading okay i mean people spend millions of dollars to figure out how to put you on a plane so i like the southwest airlines one they just shove you on there it's like figure it out well, they've actually, for Southwest, they, they've updated it a little bit. They put you in groups of, like, 15. Well, so that's, probably, like that's probably they paid a million something dollars to figure, oh, yeah, why don't we just put them in groups of 15? Yeah, and so. it, it works. So, yeah, I, I like Southwest. And they, they took care of me once upon a time. The, the, when you aborted their flight? When I, yes, when I accidentally aborted a takeoff, they, uh, they understood. <laughs> Interesting. All right. 
Fair enough. Yeah. So before we uh, close out this hour, what's uh, anything else you want to talk about before we get our guests on? Well, I, you know, I'm just so bummed about the whole uh, James Bond thing. Yeah, well, it's still being made, man. But I am looking forward to, because, you know, I haven't seen Avengers Endgame yet. Yeah. And I was going to go try to catch it over the weekend. I was going to go to the early Sunday matinee because I'm cheap like that. But then I realized they're going to re-release that. Now, what I've heard in response is that Disney is talking about re-releasing Avatar. I think that we're actually going to have our own little version of the Cola Wars to see who can be the, the biggest grossing film of all time. Well, I mean, I can see Avatar just because it's been out of circulation for so long. And don't they have, like, four new ones yeah, coming? Yeah, so, but I don't know if they're coming to, like, 2020 or 2021. That's so why that makes I, sense I, to I was try qu- to questioning circulate their it. timing, and I think, you know, why do it now if your movie, if the sequel's not coming out for another year or two? And I think it's because they want to keep the the mantle. But I will definitely uh, hold off on the Avengers Endgame until it hits the cinemas. And I may actually go to Chris's cinema up in Conroe. Yeah, the Grand? Yeah, the Grand. It's a good move. It's a good move. Cool. But, uh, yeah, anything else? That's it? That's all I want to talk about? Yeah, that's all I got for now. Okay. Well, uh, we're going to take a quick break, folks. And when we come back, we're going to have our uh, friends from our uh, investigation. So Quinn Investigation and Process Servicing. So we're having them on the air. If you have questions, feel free to send them our way through our social media and all that good stuff. We will be right back after this. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpong Coffee. Beanpong Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com to see our complete list of special events. Did you know there are more than 790 abused and neglected children currently in foster care in Montgomery County? Will you help make a difference? I'm Allie Stevens with Costa Child Advocates of Montgomery County. We train and support volunteers to be the voice of children in the foster care system. Kids are moved from their home because of abuse and neglect, and we need volunteers just like you to advocate for these children. To learn more about becoming an advocate, please visit casaspeaksforkids.com. That's casaspeaksforkids.com. Hey, Montgomery County and online listeners. Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Vibes with Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Vibes with Soul, Miss C.C. Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old-school R&B and, of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in every Friday and Saturday right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongStar.com. 
Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Does your company have needs that can be met by an employee who is dependable, hardworking, enthusiastic, motivated, cooperative, respectful, and punctual? Conroe Independent School District Special Education Department can meet your needs by connecting you with potential employees that have been preparing for a lifetime of employment. We have numerous individuals seeking paid and unpaid work experiences. If your company is interested in seeing how we can meet your business needs, call Conroe ISD Special Education Department to find the best employees for you at 936-709-7671. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is a nonprofit organization serving Montgomery County and surrounding areas, dedicated to the health and well-being of the boxer breed. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is run and managed 100% by volunteers since 1999. Our main objective is to rescue, rehabilitate, and rehome boxers that come to us from many sources, including local animal shelters, owner surrenders, and strays. For more information about Lone Star Boxer Rescue, visit our website at lsbr.org. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for a summer internship, Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to learn the radio and TV business. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world. Does volunteering at a nonprofit horse sanctuary sound wonderful? Or are you a veteran or a veteran spouse and think trying a peer group session through a local Horses and Heroes equine program might be worth trying? Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary, located in Grand Central Park by appointment only, is home to a growing number of rescued and donated horses. Visit our website at henryshomehorsesanctuary.org or check out our Facebook at Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary for more information. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. An estimated 1 in 10 births will result in a neonatal intensive care stay, also known as the NICU. Overnight, a family can find themselves and their newborn baby in a critical situation. The Mila Foundation financially and spiritually assists families in need. If you would like to volunteer or become a monthly sponsor, please visit us at www.themilafoundation.org. Again, that's www.themilafoundation.org. 
because every life matters. Hey, Montgomery County and online listeners. Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Vibes with Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Vibes with Soul, Miss Cece Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old-school R&B and, of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in. Every Friday and Saturday right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongStar.com. This is Rick, TRC. Every Tuesday on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star, from 3 to 7, I play back-to-back classic rock hits. That's right. I like to call it a two-for-Tuesday or a three-for-whatever it is you'd like. Call the request line, 936-647-3776, or message me on Facebook, Afternoons with Lone Star, make a music request. That's right, you can do it. Here's what else. Go over to our website, IRLoneStar.com. Get the app on your phone. It's easy. You'll like it. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936 647 3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back to Digging Skippy in the Mornings here. 10 o'clock on the dot. We're going into our second hour of the broadcast now. We've regaled and wined and dined and entertained and informed you this last hour. But now it's special guest time. Yeah, special guest time. What a cool thing. I want to start uh, posting links to our social media about uh, for Quinn P.I. and uh, folks like that. So as we're talking to him, you'll have some references right there. So on the phone. We have Tim and Troy. Tim and Troy. From Quinn Investigation and Process Service. Yeah, got you there. Yes, sir. Yeah, here. This is Tim. Thanks. Hey, Tim. Okay, and there's Troy, right? That is correct. All right, cool. There's Troy. And you guys are private investigators? That is correct. That oh, is man. correct. How long have y'all been doing that for? <clears throat> Troy, go ahead. Well, I I joined uh, just in the first of the year. Okay. Uh, and while he's organizing this uh, network of investigators that we have. And so I've been there, what, seven, eight months now? Yes, sir. That uh, sounds about right. No, he's been, I'll let him tell you, he's got bazillion years in it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing um, I've been doing private investigation and and, and process service work for about 25 years. Um, born and raised in Houston, lived in Texas most of my life. Lived in a couple other places, and I've done private investigation both for myself, for individual companies, and um, and currently have Quinn Private Investigations. We were we were officially licensed on January 29th of this year, although. I've worked with Troy and my other partners for this company. We started up in the fall of last year doing training and um, and starting to set up the company and stuff. So we've been licensed by the state of Texas for about six months. Um, and so I've been doing it about 25 years. So Awesome. Now, okay. uh, this is Kippy. And one thing that Dick doesn't know, he's going to learn all kinds of interesting things 
about me. Once upon a time, I was licensed with the Texas Department of Public Security and Private Investigators. So Fantastic. Yeah, that thing lapsed like, you know, 80 years ago. Uh, but <laughs> so I've got some inside scoop, but something I never knew about process servers. And I was in a career where, you know, I dealt with them. But it seemed that every time I saw a process server, they had like a dollar bill on their clipboard. And I, you got to tell me what that's all about. All right, so in the state of Texas, process servers are managed by a group called the Judicial Branch Certification Commission. There's a lot of different rules and things that we have to follow. One of them, so we deliver documents to two people. One, people who are being sued. Those are called defendants, right? And then the other documents we deliver are called subpoenas. So a subpoena comes after the court case starts, and they, they ask witnesses to come forward and either testify in a case or produce some documentation or something. And and the state decided that, well, um, if you're a defendant, then you have skin in the game. That means you, if you don't respond to a court case, you, you're going to lose some kind of right. Well, witnesses don't really have skin in the game, so they needed to entice them or at least pay them to do their thing. You're not going to get rich doing it, but if you're asked to show up in court, you get paid $10 a day for your subpoena service. If you are asked to bring something to court, you're paid $1. So when I deliver a subpoena that subpoena has to have either $10 or $1 attached to it to be an effective paper. Um, so, yeah, so it's actual payment to witnesses for their time, their effort, their their responsiveness, their appearance um, in a court case. So, yeah, we I, I deliver documents that have either a $10 bill attached to it or a $1 bill attached to it. That is correct. That's well, fascinating because I well I've worked all these other scenarios in my head that like the Illuminati was involved and you know kickbacks but <laughs> I'll take your no no one time I was uh, I was served with a subpoena and I couldn't I, you know it was a very pleasant experience but I asked the process server who was a very nice lady I was like she's knocking on my door saying she had to give me this document and I said do I have to take it and she said well you do and I'm like can I just shut my door on you I'm not trying to be a pain I'm just I'm curious about this. And she's like, well, sooner or later, you're going to have to accept it, so you may as well accept it now. So did she, did she throw me under the bus on that one, or was she speaking the truth? <laughs> Troy, if you ever want to jump in and answer the question, I'll be happy to, but I'll be happy to run it. So so I guess looking at your question, do you have do you have to take it? Right. Let's uh, say you no, served Dick with but, a but, paternity suit here. Um, and but you, that's, a, but that's, that's actually kind of a misperception because it doesn't really matter because if, if I'm a good process server, the court's going to move their business forward. You're going to be served one way or the other. I have a lot of different options to get this to you, in addition to handing it to you and you taking it. One of the main options I have is if I approach you and I visually see you and I have that document in my hand and you go mute or silent or you fold your arms or you back up from me, I can do what's called drop service and I can place it in front of you and placed on the ground in front of you, and you've been you've been technically served. So no, you don't have to. But my job is to make sure you you're you're noticed that you have an appearance to be made. And and the the misperception is this: um, I'm not there to get one over on you or to to hurt you, or I'm not part of this thing. I'm just a delivery person. I'm actually there protecting your constitutional rights, making sure you're advised of the things that that the court expects you to do. Um, and, and so I'm there actually honestly protecting your constitutional rights. We start court cases when we do what we do. So she was correct. You don't have to, 
but a good process server is going to get it to you one way or the other. We have a lot of different tools that we can do that. We can certify mail return receipt it. We can, uh, you've probably heard, we can tape it on your front door with a court order, things like that. Oh, so, okay. I mean, I mean, if you're if you're in if you're in the path of it, you can evade it. You can make it difficult. Got a lot of stories about that, but you're eventually going to get served anyway. So. Uh, we're we're going to get into some of those stories. But a question I have. Oh. Uh, how often do people metaphorically, you know, shoot the messenger? Because you're right. And again, when I was served with a subpoena, it was very pleasant. I wasn't trying to cause grief. I was just, I'm just curious. I'm a writer and I like to keep an eye out on narrative possibilities. And so she was kind of filling me in on, on how, it, how it went. But how often do you guys, you're, you're just trying to do your job, but people metaphorically just, you know, they blame you for all their woes? Troy, thoughts on that one? How, how, how's it going out there in the world for you? Well, it's, uh, uh, I haven't had uh, many people back away from it, so I couldn't give them a percentage. Uh, some of them are uh, uh, ready to get it. They knew it was coming. Some of them weren't surprised. But I haven't had anybody really uh, slam the door or sick the dog on me or <laughs> shoot at me from the front porch or anything. So <laughs> percentages will have to come from Mr. Quinn. Well... Uh, and so, so I believe a couple of things. One, I don't really believe that many people live in a fog and don't understand what's going on in the world around them. So I believe that a lot of people who are being served expect it, or at least should expect it. Um, and it, uh, the reality is usually it's bad news. I mean, it's divorce, child custody, whatever the case may be. So I'm not necessarily saying that they should be happy and just, just move on with their lives. But what Troy said is true. Sometimes folks are looking for it. They're like, oh, thank goodness, I'm ready to get this thing over with. Hmm. Um, as far as percentages, I think most people kind of begrudgingly um, uh, are a part of it. They're like, yeah, fine, whatever, slam the door, holler a little bit. Probably less than 20 25% make a lot of noise or, or become a story on a radio show, if you will. Um, so... So yeah, the 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 general opinion is ah, it's bad news, and I, I just kind of get on with things. And and literally, that lady that had a good experience with you, or the experience that you had with that lady, that's probably mostly what I have. I mean, they'll they'll ask some questions, they'll you know they'll they'll say what is this, what do I do with it, things like that. And really and truly, I'm a delivery person. Most people who get these things hire an attorney. Good luck and have a nice day. And then I'm out the door and moving on to the next one. So. Cool. Now, um, I'm going to want to segue over from process serving to private investigations. But before I do, oh, yeah, I, I, I got to ask, what's the most creative way you've served somebody? There's got to be that, that story <laughs> that you had to wear a clown outfit or something. How, how did you know that you would pick a <laughs> clown outfit? Because you come to my door with a clown outfit, you're going to uh, know. Um, so not me. My I, So I'm also in the business of teaching people how to do private investigation and process service. I've taught for about 14 years for the Supreme Court. Um, and so I'm the person who says I don't need to do that stuff to do my job. I don't. I don't need special costumes or or crazy stuff. I'll say the, the one most creative, but I have students who talk to me all the time about the things that they've done, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, this is going to sound a little weird. Oh, good. One we of love the weird. Most, one of, well, maybe not as weird as you're expecting, <laughs> uh, but I have had people who have said, yeah, they, they've dressed up in costume. They, they brought a pizza box to the door and the, the, the papers inside the pizza box or underneath it. Silly little things like that. But I had a guy who was in class, he was wearing a, a brown shirt, a brown hat, brown shorts, brown socks, brown shoes. 
And that's the uniform that he went out and wore. He doesn't work for UPS, but he looks like UPS, right? And then about three years later, he was back in class with me again. You have to renew your stuff every two to three years. And he said that he had gone on to online auction sites, and he found one of their vans and bought it and cleared it off of the UPS symbols. And so that's the that's what he drove around the neighborhoods to to deliver his documents. He said nobody ever didn't open the door for him. They were just like happy as clams to get a package. And then they saw it, and they're like, oh, man, well, good job. And then he walks off. So that's one of the, I think, the most, I guess, involved scenarios. Yeah, that's, that's committing to the role, as we say in the theater world. I know, right? Exactly. Well, well played, <laughs> Mr. Fake UPS guy. Well played. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'm excited about talking about this private investigation part of y'all's, cool. y'all's business because I would imagine private investigation really hasn't changed too much in a sense of, you know, having a talent for it or, you know, the intuition of being a PI. And then I guess the, the introduction to technology has just made it a lot easier. Right? So, well, so... I think the one of the interesting things about this is when when we when we look at at the trainings that happen at conferences and the trainings that are happening online and stuff like that, the the most well attended and the most valuable trainings are those trainings that work you through the basics of gathering information and finding out information about people or companies or whatever. It, it's it's never really. There's this brand new piece of technology that we can use, and it just clears the decks for everything you've ever known. It really doesn't work that way. It's there's a lot of basic, um, I don't want to call it gumshoe shoes up boots on the ground kind of stuff, but that's really what it is. It's it's going through data, going through information, analyzing the things that you find, um, making connections between information and and things that we've seen or things that we've observed or people that we've talked to or interviews that we've made. So, so there continues to be a, an absolute baseline of skills and techniques that make an investigator successful in a case. But on the, the currency of, of things, technology absolutely makes things faster. Um, it, it, it provides a much easier access of a larger set of data so that I can, I can, I can, mm, uh, commit to my clients that I can get this information in this short of a time frame, and it's expansive. It's nationwide as opposed to just in my local area because I can only drive to so many places at once. Long ago, we had to go courthouse to courthouse to get information, and, and now it's, it's online. Everything's Internet-based, and as long as it's verified, meaning it's, it's, it's an access that's private and there's a there's a commitment to it being fresh and, and correct and accurate, then I can do a lot more today with technology than I used to. But the, the skills are the same. The, the production of a report that, that helps your client solve their problem is still the, the same kind of thing that we all do across the industry. But you're right, technology has helped. Would you say that what kind of clients you have? Does it have a range of personal things like, oh, my husband or wife is having an affair, I think, to all the way to like corporate espionage, yeah, espionage yeah. or just kind of investigating? Because I always feel like, or let me ask this in another way. Like, what would you say your top three requests are when people call y'all? Absolutely. So, hey, Troy, why don't, 
Yeah. So, so based on the stuff that we've trained and the stuff that you see and the stuff that you're going after, why don't you, why don't you let them know what you're working on? Well, I'd like to, to continue to develop the partnerships with the small businesses and do background checks on uh, the, uh, you know, when a small business starts up, he's got a lot of money invested and he gets a, a resume from a, a big resume company to hire somebody. Uh, and uh, my experience with those is that a lot of them are made up. Uh, resumes are put together to get the job, but they're not necessarily honest. Or complete, and uh, I think that a small businessman that's uh, starting up a business uh, would be wise to hire a private investigator to go deeper into the background. I used to do that uh, for a company that I did work for, and uh, and I found that a lot of business, a lot of these resumes are just kind of like a fairy tale, uh, and it might be dangerous. There might be people that you just don't want around your company at all. So my my. My my target would be the, the small businesses, uh, whether they're new or whether they're existing and ongoing. Um, every time they get a resume, we could we could be their uh, the, the uh, uh, adjunct to their HR department because we have resources that they don't have, and we might find out. I, I know recently of one case where the person um, uh, got a job um, on the. And the resume looked good, all kinds of backup material. You couldn't possibly doubt it. And then they went to find out, and the, the person's in jail now today because it uh, wasn't exactly accurate. Um, so I think we could do a great service to the Montgomery County small businesses uh, by partnering with them and doing the background investigations and pre employment, that kind of thing. Uh, and it would, it would protect them from, from loss and would. Uh, make their bottom lines a little bit better. Well, that's a great perspective. So that, yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, so on that corporate side, background checks, pre-employment checks, um, critical component of what we offer out in the field. I, I'm, I, my day job, if you will, I've been a recruiter and a human resources consultant for 25 years too. And so my process is to cult, consult with micro, small, and mid-sized businesses on their hiring process to make sure one, they're legally compliant and two, they're protecting themselves and their assets. I mean, one of the biggest things you do when you hire someone is spend money to do it. You spend money on training, you spend money on um, new, uh, new equipment, laptops, keys for the kingdom, all that kind of stuff, maybe a company car. And so it's the biggest investment that a company makes. And so it, it makes sense to make a little bit of effort up front, and you'd be surprised how many micro, small, and mid-sized businesses don't really put a lot of investment into the intake of new employees. They just they get they they post the job ad, they get a thousand responses, they review the top twenty, they like the top two, and they hire them and they move forward and they do some basic online non-verified background checks that, as Troy said don't tell them the real story about the person. And then now that person's inside with keys to the, to the office and keys to the warehouse and keys to the tool shed and all that kind of stuff. So we do for corporate pre-employment background checks is a big piece. We also can do um, up to uh, financial depth investigations. We can do pre-investigations for financial fraud stuff. Um, we've done some undercover stuff here and there for nepotism investigations and stuff like that. So there's corporate, and that was one of the – I think that's the question you asked, what are some of the things we're doing? So there's corporate, 
Um, and then if you'd like me to continue, I can kind of tell you the other other pieces where we do our work. Oh, that, heck yeah. Are we good on that? Oh, we're good. Go. Okay. Okay. So um, we, we'd probably term this other group domestic, if you will. And I would say that's probably the largest um, set of requests that we get from clients. Domestic could contain family-based investigations, so obviously uh, pending divorces, looking at cheating spouses. Um, if there's an ongoing um, divorce or separation, there's child custody issues, we are often involved in determining the, the, um, the status and the placement and the activities of parents who are in charge or in co-custody of children. One parent wants to make sure the other parent isn't doing something bad while they have their children in place. Um, we do that through records research and through surveillance. We do uh, missing persons and missing children and runaway children locates and try to find using surveillance and social media, their locations and their, their health and their status, a well check, if you will. Um, on the family side, we do elder abuse investigations. I think one of the largest, well, I don't think, I know, one of the largest needs at this point is care and concern and well-being of our elderly population. It's the largest growing demographic population in the United States, around the world, actually. And so if you have uh, an elderly parent or someone, sometimes they're separated by distance. You can't necessarily live where they are. They're in a nursing home. They need people to go by and do visits or regular checks or even visitations of locations, either covert or overt, to determine if they're going to be a good place. So we help folks in elder abuse or elder investigations. We've involved in some human trafficking stuff. I have a couple of experts down in Houston that have asked us to do some, some watches. So we think this person may be in San Antonio around this area. Can you go do that? We're not deep into that yet. Um, we're going to end up, I'm creating a, a nonprofit 501c3 to be able to provide funds for human trafficking, children, and elderly investigations, because sometimes those don't bring a whole lot of dollars to the table, and I want to do those. Um, so domestic and corporate are the top two. We also focus on working with attorneys. Um, in pre-litigation situations, we'll help them set up witness lists, locate witnesses, do pre-interviews if we need to, determining the validity of a case. I mean, all those attorneys who jump up and down on 18-wheelers and wield the hammers and all that kind of stuff, they do... They do pre-calls, right? They say, okay, is this case going to make us money? Is it going to make you money? And they do things to figure that out, like investigate the case and do accident reconstruction and stuff like that. So we do litigation work with attorneys as well. So domestic, corporate, litigation kind of stuff, those are probably our top three at this point across the state. That's a great perspective, uh, particularly with the, uh, the the corporate, because, you know, I grew up on Rockford Files and – Richie Brockelman, Private Eye, <laughs> Cannon. And, you know, it was either, the, the case was either, you know, some little lady lost her dog, but it turns into a, a heroin ring worth thousands of dollars because it was in the right. 1970s. Or it's a cop show where the Private Eye has always, you know, got the pizza stains on his tie and, and wears the pork pie hat and gets in the way. So either way, they're, they're, they're kind of stereotyped, but private investigation goes like way, way beyond that. Absolutely. Yeah, this is real-time stuff. And so when I go to conferences, and I, 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 I got to shout out to a lot of different mentors that have helped me come to where I'm at, you'll find that they have a background in things. They're not necessarily 
cops who became PIs and now they're that. They're people who have who have done other things. So I have a good friend, Kelly Riddle, out in San Antonio, who has a significant number of corporate contacts, and he does a lot of investigations on shipping, um, offshore investigations, investigations in um, um, fraud in that particular area. He just has contacts and business in that. So that's the guy to call. Um, Ed Martin up in Austin, he, he's a certified fraud examiner. He worked for the IRS for a long time. Um, and so when it comes to fraud investigation, that's who I refer to. So a lot of the people that I know in the business, if it's general investigations, there's a lot of us. There's a lot of us who are good. And in, in any business, there's a lot of us who are less than good um, or a lot who are less than good. But then there's, there's a lot of experts, too. So what I described was kind of the, the bulk of where clients come from. But the PI world can get super, super deep. Um, and super, super specialized as well. So it, it's interesting to find out, okay, a client calls and they have a problem. We do an intake and we make sure that it's something that we can provide service for, something that we can help solve or move the case forward. And there are times when it's not. We go through this and we're like, well, you already know what you need to know, or we can't access that kind of information, or we can't do what you want us to do. We get a lot of requests for stuff that just flat out is illegal. Um, and then we work that case, we get that baseline, and then we move on to the next thing. So and as much as I'd love it to say it's, 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 it's that 1970s, 80s, 90s, high-profile PI driving Ferraris around in Hawaii and all that kind of stuff, it's a lot of routine work, but we do help a lot of clients solve a lot of problems that way. Well, let's let the audience know, how can they reach you guys if they have a question or they want to hire you guys? Well, um, if you, go ahead, Troy. Yeah, if you're in Montgomery County, the fastest way to reach me is probably uh, by telephone. Uh, my local number in Montgomery County is 713-482-8112. Or if they prefer, they can email me at phall, P-H-A-L-L, at twinpi.com. Either way, you'll get a response very quickly and... Uh, and, and, of course, as I said in the beginning, this is a large network, and if we can't do it, we have people that will pick up the ball and run with it uh, so that, that the needs are met. We can, um, we're can we quite a diverse group, and it's a real fun organization. So my phone number in Montgomery County area is 713-482-8112. Awesome. Now, before we go, gentlemen, uh, I like uh, when we have experts in the field, I like uh, putting them through a little trivia challenge here to see just how good they are at their uh, career path. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions here, and let's see how good you are with the answers, okay? And these are all private investigative uh, related, okay? Okay. Right. Okay, now no Googling. you got to answer quick. So, so if I can do this just before you get there, just sure. real real quick, I want to – so I want to thank Troy very much for setting this up. Troy's my expert up in the North Houston, Montgomery County area. So Quinn PI and Quinn Private Investigations, I have 32 lead investigators like Troy Hall across the state of Texas. I have 22 field investigators that support us in the field with surveillance and interviews and things like that. We service 132 counties directly out of 254 in the state of Texas. And I've built a network of folks where we can serve you in any county in the state of Texas. The corporate number is 800-660-MYPI. 
800-660-MYPI. And so if you're in Montgomery County, that's fantastic. If you're listening to us outside of Montgomery County, we can help you there too. All right, so I'm ready for trivia. You go right ahead. Awesome. Now, but before we go there, I just want to say thank you for that mnemonic on the uh, phone number because Dick makes fun of me because I always try to find the mnemonic. Like our our, uh, our call in line spells out Zen Bank went because that's all I can come up with. Uh, and I, I will say this. It took me it took me two days of recycling the, the, the site that I was looking at to find something that actually looked right. My wife was like, are you seriously going to do this? I'm like, I'm going to find something, or I'm going to say I've exhausted every opportunity, and it's just going to be a good number. And so I was really happy when I found that one. So hopefully okay. it'll catch on. Awesome. Okay, well, so here we go with uh, expert trivia question number one. What kind of car did Jim Rockford drive? Oh my God. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> um, it had four wheels and a couple of doors, and it, it, it smoked a lot out of the back. Was it a was it a, a was it a Chrysler? I don't remember. Sorry. Well, it was American made, remember. I'll give you that. Ah, sorry, wrong answer. It was a nineteen seventy four Pontiac Firebird. Nice. Jim Rockford. Oh. Okay. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. I was right thinking, you know who I was thinking of? I was thinking of um, um, another PI. You're right. Rockford would have driven a, a, a Firebird. That's right. Okay. Firebird. Yeah. Bonus question. What did Cannon drive? Because if you remember, he was William Conrad was so big that he couldn't do any chase scene. So whenever the bad guy would be running away, he'd hop behind the wheel of his car and chase after them in the car and then bump them with his bumper and they'd fall into the garbage bags. Uh, <laughs> what car was attached to that particular bumper? Troy, you got uh, this. You it know, had to, it had to fit no, William Conrad. That's too far. Okay, William that's... Conrad. I thought he was the one that rode it back around in the back side of a UPS truck. <laughs> well, Oldsmobile. I'll go with Oldsmobile. Oh, very close. It was a Ford LTD. Okay, we're gonna get off the cars now. I got two more for you. Okay. What was the name of the detective agency in the TV series Moonlighting? Starring Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd. Oh, oh my goodness, wow. we watched that show for so long. Um, you guys are failing left and right. I you got to come up with one. It here. wasn't Blue Moon Investigation. Yes, was yes, it? you win. You you get that one. So let me tell you. So if you got a second, let me tell you a real quick story. There's a there, there's there's another Blue Moon Investigation that can can be a, a, a story of. Careful private investigation work. Don't I, let your I know where you're going with know this everything one. Go. Yeah, but do what? Uh, Clara Harris, right? Yeah, exactly. The Clara Harris story. So yeah, Blue Moon Investigations was there. I know the owner. She's a fantastic person. It was a tragic scenario, but know that we also face um, client issues and, and clients who are just so eager and so wanting to be a part of this. Part of what we do is to be um, diligent careful, confidential, private. We don't disclose information and, and there's a, there's code of ethics that we follow and stuff like that. So just one kind of brief comment is that we have all these stereotypes and things for PIs, but the reality is we're mostly hardworking folks trying to solve problems for people. So yeah, that was a good question. I, I see I got one out of three right so far. That's good. Well, let's see if it's you not can... a passing grade, but it'll do. Well, let's see if we can, uh, for the winner take all, uh, what <laughs> is... A MacGuffin. Would you repeat what that is? What? Yes, a, a MacGuffin. M-C-G-U-F-F-I-N. And we're not talking McGruff I, the dog from Crime Stoppers. <laughs> I do not know. I'm sorry. Troy, do you know? 
No. Enlightenment. That doesn't ring any bells. Okay, well, in detective movies, the MacGuffin is the object that is the uh, the object of desire of the bad guys that the detective has to find, oh. like the Maltese Got Falcon. It. Okay. That is a MacGuffin. Well, you got one out of four, right? We'll, we'll, we'll let you have it there. Fantastic. Okay. Well, okay, so you, what's that website again for you guys? www.quinnpi.com. Okay, Quinn P.I., guys. And uh, Troy and Tim, thank you so much for being on the air with us. We appreciate it. Hey, it was our pleasure. Please. Anytime. Thanks so much for having us on air. Troy, anything else? No, I think we've... We've, we've missed all the questions we want to miss at this point. <laughs> well, you can redeem yourself. Dick and I were talking about hiring a couple of private eyes to actually sh- investigate each other. Are you guys? Yeah. Are you guys? I don't know who Sean is. That? As, lo- as long as you're not armed, we'll we'll take it on. Oh, no, we're yeah. we're down with that, and I'll even do it for you for free. Because oh, <laughs> we're that we're that easy is what it is, <laughs> guys. We'll talk to y'all later. We'll keep updating people. If uh, we'll get you back on the air when you got some uh, really interesting stories in a couple months, I'm I'm pretty pretty sure you all have those. You're listening to Dick and Skip in the sure. mornings. We're gonna uh, take a quick break, and then we'll be we'll be right back. So we will see you guys in a bit. Thanks, guys. Thank you, sir. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpong Coffee. Beanpong Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com to see our complete list of special events. Is there someone you know who is hooked on vintage aircraft? Follow the commemorative Air Force and its fleet of World War II planes, including the mighty B-17 Flying Fortress Texas Raiders which is based in Conroe, Texas. Texas Raiders tours locally and all around the United States, offering the public a chance to put their hands on aviation history. What could be a more perfect gift than a flight on a historic B-17? Taking to the sky on the iconic bomber is an experience that will never be forgotten. For the touring schedule, reservations, or more information, go to b17texasraiders.org or call 855-FLY-A-B-17. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, 
music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. All right, welcome back. Warriors Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. Broadcasting live on Lone Star Community Radio and, of course, our YouTube Live and Facebook Live. Special shout-out to the guys, our guests uh, today with the Quinn Investigation and Process Services. Uh, That was a lot of fun. Yeah, Tim and Troy, thanks for uh, playing along with us, guys. We need to get you back on the air soon. Look out the window, Dick. It's uh, a little overcast, but it's a lot less wet than it was earlier. Well, it's going to be, we expect more rain to come our way this evening, folks, so be prepared for that and tomorrow. Uh, Again, we will be back on Wednesday, starting at 9 o'clock. We do have a special guest. We're going to be talking about a music video being made in the area with Jody Booth, local country singer, and he's moving on up, so that's going to be exciting. Uh, also, if you notice, the Cajun Conroe Cajun Catfish Festival announced our lineup, and we'll be talking about that, nice. too, so that's going to be exciting. Uh, outside that, today, uh, the only thing I can think of that's somewhat needs to be mentioned is the women's soccer team, United States women's soccer team, is playing today against Spain in the first knockout round of the go. Women's World Cup. That's at uh, 11 a.m., so actually in the next 25 minutes on Fox. So if you're into that kind of stuff, uh, watch that. I mean, it should be a good game. Anything else you want to say going on today? Well, we can uh, talk about it as we get closer, but both our local theaters have shows coming up. At okay. the Crichton Theater, I think starting the July 4th weekend. Uh, at the Crichton, it's going to be Annie, okay. you know, the musical, yeah. Daddy Warbucks. And then at the Owen, is going to be Daddy's Dying, Who's Got the Will? Great comedy. And uh, those are both the things I believe are starting on the over the July 4th weekend. And uh, they'll be both good shows. All right. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah. Well, folks, thank you so much for tuning in today. And, we'll, again, we'll be back. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to us on our, our podcast, Facebook, and YouTube, and all that good stuff. Uh, Sean, it's good to see you, man. Yeah, great seeing you, and, my friend. I'll uh, see you on Wednesday. Yeah. Run and find the one who loves me.